When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to another Ambitious Entrepreneur Show. This is episode 222, and I am your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. Now, the dream of building a successful business is what every ambitious entrepreneur desires. Now, what if I asked you, or asked you the question, imagine building a million dollar business from home with no staff. And by the way, you could travel in in that time as well. Do you think that it would be possible for you? Well, my guest has done exactly that. And he's going to share more about how he was able to do that so that you can implement the same strategies and get generate the same results. Now, joining me on today's show is Walt Bayless. He is a father of two and he holds a second degree black belt in Taekwondo. And he has built a million dollar business from home and he still has no staff. They have built a business to be about lifestyle and freedom, two things that I absolutely rave on about all the time. So important for me too. Now on today's show, Walt is going to share how to at least double your productivity while reducing your workload and your stress, the endless source of million dollar ideas from idea to seven figures by someone who has done it and traveled the world at the same time. Welcome to the show, Walt. Thanks, Anne-Marie. It is absolutely such a pleasure to be on the show. I have uh, been an avid listener of your show and um, congratulations on 222 episodes. That's fantastic. So for me to be on this side of the microphone and listening is is a real pleasure. So thanks for having me on. Yes, and of course what we're doing at the beginning of this year is now recording via video as well. So that just adds a special touch, I think, for people who want to see the guests uh, share their wisdom as well. Now, I know that when we put the title up and we shared that this is going to show people the steps or the strategies that you use to build a seven-figure business with no no staff, no full-time paid staff, as well as traveling, people were listening and waiting with poised pens. I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> dive in. How to at least double your productivity while reducing your workload and stress? Because when you start gent- talking about big income figures like that, there is, imagine it, a lot of time, a lot of energy to be put into that. So how do we take the stress away while build our business? Well, do you know, Emery? Um, to, to answer the question, I'll go back just a little bit. So yeah. we built, uh, we started about eight or nine years ago, creating uh, a business for ourselves online. And and I'll talk about how the the ideas came because that's one of the other things as well. How the endless source of ideas and how you can turn any of them into seven figure businesses. But let me just capture a, a quick moment to to explain the reduce your stress, your stress, and double your productivity. Um, I had to jump on a plane. There was a there was an emergency. Um, we had run a, a very very busy time in our business. Um, we had uh, lots of things going on, and uh, I had to jump on a plane. And m- at the time, I was doing absolutely everything. Like I guess so many of the people who are listening do themselves. I was the the chief cook and bottle washer, as they say in uh, in Australia. But you know, I was the head of marketing. I was the head of sales. I was head of support. I was answering all my own uh, customer queries. I was doing the whole gig, working uh, pretty much 
from myself. And uh, I had to jump on this plane and I knew anybody that flies from Australia knows that you're going to be out of contact for at least 24 hours as soon as you jump on that plane. Um, and I knew that uh, as I landed, I was going to be in a world of hot water because all of this was happening in my business at the same time. Mm -hmm. And on a whim, I was at the airport in Sydney and uh, on a whim, uh, I reached out to someone who had done a little bit of work for me on a contract base before. And they'd done work in you know, a little few bits and pieces of our business. And, and I was in desperation, I reached out to them and I said, could you, could you just handle my support desk for me uh, for the next 24 hours? I'll pay you $200. Just you know, make sure people are looked after, make sure they've got what they need. Uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. Please, can you just, here's my logins. Um, and this person said, yeah, absolutely. You know, they were a contract worker, so $200. Uh, and I, I thought, okay, well, that's the best I can do you know, at the boarding gate, literally as I'm getting on the plane. This was before the days of the in-flight Wi-Fi, which I'm still a bit sus about, Henry. I'm not sure if in-flight Wi-Fi is a good thing these days or not. But anyway, so all phones powered off onto the plane. And honestly, what I expected when I landed was there to be a, a fight, a disaster, uh, you know, a, a cavalcade of avalanches. I expected to get off the plane and be in, in hot water. And to my immense surprise, I got off the plane and not only was my support desk clear, but I had fantastic responses from people. All my customers were happy. And I, I just lit, like the light bulb went off in my head. Mm. For $200, what I'd done is I'd taken that stress away. Now, paying somebody $200 for a 24-hour period was, is, is an insane rate. We change those things. Your productivity mm. while reducing your stress is so, so, so simple. And let me lay it out for you. What we have, and, and that title, building a seven-figure business without having any staff, what we have is people who are, um, the typical phrase is outsourced. And before everybody rolls their eyes and, uh, and, and goes with that, I'm going to talk a little bit more about that. Being able to get amazingly skilled and talented people who really want the work and will happily do the work for you at an incredible rate mm -hmm. takes the stress away completely. And I'll give, I'll give you an example. We have uh, not only now we have a, a much bigger business than we had back then. So uh, we now have three, three uh, people who are manning our staff on a rotational basis. So it's covered 24 hours a day on our support desk. Uh, I haven't had to go into my support desk and, and deal with something for nearly eight months now. Hmm. And yet I constantly get comments about how great my support is and how good my team are and all of those kind of things. And there's some secrets to running a team like that. Yes. But the other great part about that is that I have a business that's transportable. So not just transportable to support my travel habit, which we have as a family. You said in the introduction, I've got two young, young kids and uh, we've just come back from two months in Europe, which was fantastic. Um, so we have a, a travel habit. We love to go and see the world and explore. But what I mean by that, the business is transportable. It's not just transportable as in I can take it with me. It's transportable from one person to the next. See, as a business owner, if that business needs me to be there, yes. then I don't have a saleable asset. I don't have something that I can easily give to someone else and say, here is your value because they, you know, you're giving them something that's depending on you and, it, and it's like a balloon with a hole in it and it starts to deflate as soon as it's gone. But if you have the system set up in a way that, I might, that I'll talk a little bit more about, you can transport that business from me to you, to the next person, to the next person. Mm -hmm. And that business structure and integrity remains no matter who is the owner of that business. So you have an asset that has massive, massive value. So how to reduce your stress and increase your productivity by at least two times? Simple. Have a look at getting somebody to manage the outsourcing team for you. Now, I don't recruit my own team in the outsourcing world. Mm -hmm. um, I go through an agency because again, it takes the stress away. So we deal with, I pay a little bit more 
and they do all the interviews for me. So they interview, they find the right people, they do the reference checks, and now I have a new person on my team. Um, they manage them, they go to their office, you know, they, they control that person. I pay one bill, so I pay the agency, and they manage that staff member. I have an, uh, then from that point on, I have a great relationship with that person. But again, taking the stress away, look at an agency, they'll get, bring somebody in, and the cost is unbelievable. We have some incredible talented people from all around the world that work with us mm-hmm. for seven, eight hundred, a thousand dollars a month or less. It's just incredible. One question that I want to ask, and I'm sure listeners and viewers will be thinking the same thing too. What business, what business are you running? Yeah, great question. So we run a computer software company, mm-hmm. um, which is which is amazing. And for anybody that went to school with me will say, how the heck is Walt in charge of a computer software company? Wasn't he the dumbest guy in the room? Uh, and the answer is categorically yes. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the reality is that we run a million dollar software company. Um, and I know nothing about creating software. What I do know, though, is how to come up with ideas Mm. and put those ideas into such a way that I can say, hey, this is what I'd like to have happen. Can you do that? And there's people with incredible talent that can take my just make that happen. And we've created that seven-figure business, a million-dollar recurring income business. Um, It wasn't always smooth sailing, but um, uh, we've done that without knowledge. Now, I guess what what I'm trying to put across to the ambitious entrepreneur listeners is that uh, that's one mechanism. But it doesn't matter if you... Uh, if you have the idea, whatever it is, it might be computer software or it might be another idea of a particular type that you have. If you, can, uh, if you can get the idea out of your head, then you can create that business without necessarily needing the skills or the resources to have them with mm. you at the time. Well, what process do you have? Because that segues beautifully into the next question around getting that endless source of ideas. So, and I find that people either sit in two camps, either they have an endless resource, but they don't have the team or the outsource team you're going to share with us in a moment to help them get those ideas to fruition, or they're sitting there with a bank yep. paper thinking there's nothing coming to me. So <laughs> now, what sort of process do you use? Well, that's a great question. And I, I'm, I heard you say to the people, the endless source of ideas. Mm. Do you know, I, I said to my nine-year-old daughter the other day, if, you, if we walk outside here and we, we I dropped her to school this morning and we drive, you know, the 15 minutes to school or whatever it is, the people going in the cars, you know, the freeway traffic and there's hundreds of thousands of people trying to get where they're going to go in the morning. And if you look at that as a, as a society, that's your endless source of ideas. What is the problem that people face? And uh, again, I keep referencing my kids. Sorry for anybody that doesn't have them. But one of the kids shows that I love is a a geeky show called Cloudy with the Chance of Meatballs. And it's about this scientist inventor. And his first invention is um, um, spray on shoes. And he stands in front of his class and he goes, what's the biggest problem that children face today? Undone shoelaces. And I've invented spray on shoes. And I I keep playing that back to the kids because I say, if you can ask that question, look around you. And ask the question, what is the problem that people face? Mm. And that's your endless source of ideas. What is something that you're frustrated by? Because if you're frustrated by it, chances are there are other people that are frustrated by it as well. The endless source of ideas is when you're out in the world, keep your eyes open, keep your ears open. Because you, you could be sitting in a coffee shop and the person next to you saying, oh, gee, I really hate how people 
you know, bump into me when I'm on the traffic and the freeway. Wouldn't it be great if there was a big flashing sign that said, keep away from me and drive safer? And you might think to yourself, wow, what if I could import big flashing signs that said, keep away from me and drive safer and, you know, reduce accidents. And bang, you've got an idea that can be turned into a, a million dollar import business, you know, blah, blah, blah. And all the next steps are there. The endless source of ideas. Yeah, yeah. Look at what frustrates people. Look at what people are struggling with and then see what you can just jot down. My process. Your question was, what's the process I go through? Believe it or not, my most valuable tool is a blank piece of paper and a pencil. Mm. And I start with, I start with a, a concept. What would it look like if it was ideal? What would it look like if it was ideal? And if I can answer that, like, how should it be? And I've had that experience over my history of how should it be? If it was ideal, it would look like this. And then the next bit is, okay, well, how should I get there? And, you know, the, the ideas start to flow. Well, it, it should look like this. It should do that. It should have a button that goes ding. It should be da 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 If you can get the ideas out of your head into a kind of a legible format, I guess, yeah. then you can take that idea. And that's the, that's the thing I did with our very first software product. Yeah. I had how it should be, what it should do if it was perfect. And I just literally took that to an outsourcing site and I said, hey, can anybody build this for me? And for less than $500, we had a software platform, a little uh, WordPress plugin built. That, that WordPress plugin went, in, went on to sell more than $35,000 worth of, of just that $500 idea on a piece of paper. So if yeah. you can get it out of your head, if you can explain how it should be, then you can, ha you can make it happen. Yeah. Look, one of the reasons, and I think people, in case people are sitting there watching and, and listening, thinking, can you get to the ideas? If you don't get the right idea and tap into the problems and challenges that people are struggling with, you may end up going through this whole process and launching a product which just sits in the shelf or a service that no one wants to invest in. So I think it's, it's important just to, just to tap into this, unpack this a little bit. So if you've got an idea, and I, I've heard once, this was many, many years ago of, you know, ideas that have come true fruition, but that have unfortunately sat in, in warehouses. And one of them was a fork that also was spiral like this and, and to help people um, eat spaghetti because you know how sometimes you do that it falls off your fork. Sure. But I've never yeah. seen in any Italian um, pasta places a fork that, you know, the, the prongs are that shape. So what other things, just a couple of things that <laughs> we need to consider when we come up with an idea that we think is really good and that we may have heard one or two people talk about that we really do check in to make sure it's an idea that is going to land well for us. An idea that's got merit. So there's a couple of things that you should check first of all. Uh, can the marketplace for that idea afford it? Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's, let's uh, you know, look at um, Elon Musk's recent triumph and rockets to the moon and all that kind of stuff. Who's the market? The market are people that want to send stuff to the moon and do all that kind of thing. Great. Can they afford it? If I build a solution and it costs a billion dollars to send something, can that market? Now, there might only be four of them in the world, but if those four people can all afford it, great. I've got myself a market. Can the marketplace that you're looking at afford your solution, meaning my little fork with a spiral. Now, is that a good idea? I'll come back to that one in just a second. Obviously, it didn't fly, but there's been many, 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 many ideas that are great that haven't hit the market. Why? Because somebody's got to them and gone, yeah, you know, not really. I don't, it's not worth that much to me to solve. I learned of a technique a few years ago, which I absolutely loved, which was called the flypaper technique. Mm -hmm. The fly paper technique. And with crowdfunding these days, it's a really, really easy way to do this. So um, let me tell you about the crowdfunding and the, the fly paper technique first. Fly paper technique, what sticks? 
So mm. if I put up, and it could be as simple as, you know, you might be thinking about a product for a group of mums and, you know, you might be thinking of a product for fishermen or you might be thinking of a product, whatever that product is. If you can find a group of those people, there'll be a Facebook group somewhere or, a, you know, a chat room full of those people. If you put up your idea and say, hey, I'm thinking about this idea or I saw it even better if you, if you are trying to protect the idea from, from being poached, you might say something like, um, uh, hey, I came across this idea in the marketplace the other day. What do you guys think about it? Mm -hmm. And see what sticks. Do you get people who are in the right marketplace saying, oh, great, how can I buy it? Oh, now if you get a whole bunch of people say, oh, I want it, where can I go and buy it? You know you've got yourself a great yeah. idea. If somebody comes back and says, yeah, it's a bit of a spiral fork, mate, I don't think anybody will buy it, you kind of think, well, just put that one in the back. You can, I've got a file, a digital file on the computer full. I, just, I literally call it ideas mm -hmm. and I open it up and I jot down the idea as soon as it comes to me and I think about it for a little while and I open up my file and if it's still there and it jumps back out at me, then I think, okay, it might be worth a little bit more. Go and ask an audience about it. So the flypaper technique and what I was talking about with crowdfunding is it's really, really easy to find out if it's going to fly. Because what you can do is, is you can go onto uh, Kickstarter or um, any of the, the crowdfunding uh, sites that are out there, Indiegogo is another one, and you can put your idea up and you can say, hey, look, um, uh, I'm trying to raise capital to get this off the ground. Um, I think I'm going to need $5,000 worth of capital. If anybody wants to be an early uh, starter with me, drop down $50 and I'll make sure you get the first version as we run it off. Mm -hmm. Now, if you hit your goal, if you hit your goal, you've got a marketplace already. You've got people ready and willing to A, spend money and B, give you their money in exchange for your solution. So there's a resources there that can test that market for you before you have to reach into your own pocket. Yeah. And just with that crowdfunding, I love that idea, by the way, you would ask people to contribute what you know the retail price is going to be so that you know that you've got... Um, Absolutely. Or slightly less. And obviously... So, you know... Yeah. So you might say something like, look, um, we're, going to, we're looking to build this. We want to get it off the market. We really like this particular idea and this is how we're going to do it. Uh, when it hits the market, it's going to be $200. If you'd like to help us get this off the ground, you can get your copy for $50. Mm. Let's see if you get to the target that you're after. Because, yeah, you've got immediate funding. You've got immediate uh, acceptance of the idea. And people in the niche will share it. What yep. I mean by that is taking the, the young mums or the fishermen's example. Mm. If a, a fisherman comes to the crowdfunding thing and sees, hey, it's going to change the way I do my fishing, he's going to share it with his fisherman buddies. She's yeah. going to share it with her mum entrepreneur buddies, right? So mm -hmm. you can get that kind of market acceptance straight away. Yeah, absolutely. And then with an actual physical product, people will be taking snapshots of it and that's a validation, you know, credibility when they're sharing that absolutely. on social. Fantastic idea. All right, so now let's move across from idea to seven figures. You've done it whilst you were traveling. Yeah through using this outsourced team. For someone who's listening today that may never have even, well, they may have heard, I'm sure they've heard of, of outsourcing, but have not yet tapped into to this, obviously it sounds like an endless pool of resources and expertise. What would be the steps Absolutely. to consider so that they can start to yeah. leverage these, um, these people? Great, great question. So the first thing to know is that we really do play in a global economy these days. Um, and so what I mean by that is, is here in Australia, Anne-Marie, as you and I both know, uh, we have a great standard of living and, you know, all that kind of stuff. We're also one of the most expensive countries in the world to live. Mm -hmm. And going alongside of that is wages and costs and all those kind of things as well. And uh, I could have an amazing idea. And to get that idea built here in Australia, uh, as much as it pains me to say, I want to be a patriot and say, you know, keep everything in Australia. But maybe to build that thing here in Australia is going to cost $1,000 per unit. 
And you know, the retail value of that unit might only be $400. Why, how could I do that? I can't spend a thousand to make 400. I'm going to go broke, but I could easily take that idea offshore. I could get it built for a hundred imported to Australia for a hundred. Now I've got a viable product that will still sell for the 400 and I've got it landed too. So first things first, we play in a global economy. So what's, What's the secret of, of getting this? We've got these ideas in our head. How are we going to take it to this endless source of, of uh, people who can make this happen? First of all, as I mentioned, get it onto paper and get it into as much detail as you possibly can. And this is a secret from me. The more detail you can put at this point, the less it will cost you in the long run. Mm -hmm. So if you, if you literally just say, I, I want a button that goes ding, okay, then great. You're going to have people bid on that and you're not going to get anywhere near the product that you actually have in your mind. No. You need to have, you need to have as many specifics as you possibly can. When I do this, it does that. When I have this, it goes this way, literally as, as much detail as you possibly can. And then step two, there are amazing sites out there like freelancer.com, which is owned by Matt. Uh, I've forgotten his last name, but uh, as an Australian guy, um, there's also Odesk and there's, you know, there's just a gazillion. There's even cheap sites like Fiverr.com. There's so many outsourcing um, companies and sites all full of talented people who are desperate for the work. Wow. So my, uh, my choice these days has been freelancer. Mm -hmm. So I'll jot down my details, what I want, how I want it to work. And I'll put it onto the site. I've had, um, I've had amazing videos created, great graphic stuff. I've had the advertising campaigns run. I've had incredible websites built, you know, just, Start to finish. As I said, we run a seven-figure multi-million dollar uh, software company and it's all come from those environments. Once you have a relationship with someone, you keep that relationship. You don't need to go back through the, the, um, the freelancing stuff. But step one, get it on paper in as much detail as you can. Step two, it's free to list that task on these sites, on the freelancers and on the Odesks and on the Airtaskers and on these sites that are, it's free. So put it up there. Okay, it will take you five minutes. Yes. Name, phone number, what you're doing, what you want to have done. Step two, get it on there. Step three, be prepared to be inundated, right, with people who want to, to do it for you. Yeah. You'll have a price range from nothing to mega dollars. You'll have a skill set range from just beginning to, you know, the world's best expert. You'll have a big influx. So try and be specific in the type of person that you're looking for. And again, tip from me to you. Whatever the project is, I always ask for, please uh, let me know of the experience you've had building similar things to what I'm asking for, doing that task so that you can fine tune and only work with the people that have got the skill set. So get the ideas, get it onto the site, define the right type of person that you're looking for. Shortlist no more than eight. Shortlist no more than eight. You get, your, get the people coming through and just shortlist eight. Speak to them on Skype. Actually, have a conversation with that person. Get them to explain the project back to you mm -hmm. and then make your choice and move forward. So at that point, literally, when, when you have the prices come back, person A says it'll cost 1000 person B says it'll cost 5000 person C says it'll cost 5000 and you know, somewhere in there there's a 7000 whatever. At that point, you know, okay, it's going to cost me $5,000. And Marie, I don't have $5,000. How am I going to get this to market? That's where you take it back to that crowdfunding idea and you can say, look, I've had my quotes. This is rare. You can find the money. Okay. You can find money. When we created that first one that I mentioned, yes. $500 and we sold 35,000. I didn't, I didn't even have the $500. I had to put it on my credit card, mm. but I knew it was going to fly. $500 turned into 35,000 and we took off. Yeah. So the money's always there. Find an investor, put it onto crowdfunding. You know, um, if you believe in it, you can stand behind it and, and leverage your own time or whatever it takes. Mm -hmm. But so those are the steps. Get it out of your head onto paper, get it onto the site, be prepared to be inundated, shortlist the best, 
choose the one and move forward. Yeah. One of the things that you mentioned that now you actually have a team, an agency who does all of the recruiting and the selection and the interviewing for you. If someone's at that stage, because... Um, I have a background in HR as well, and I know that if you um, select the wrong person in the wrong role, it can be very expensive. It's a cost then, of course. Absolutely. If you get the right team member in the right role, it's an investment because you then can spend time on what you, you know, an expert in. So what, what sort of a resource, are they also available on these sites or are they they're different resource altogether? No, they are. There are different resources altogether, but you'll find them very simply uh, by just typing outsource agency. And again, work with the best. Um, we work with. Uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the company. I'll let. It, I'll pass it over for the for the show notes yes. for your people. Um, again, another Australian team that um, that run uh, out of uh, a few different countries, um, Philippines, etc. But they've been fantastic. David Judge is the guy's name, and uh, I will get the details. Right. We'll, we'll keep the conversation but, um, rolling, and all of a sudden you'll think that's the name 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 of it. That's it. True. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So tell us, what does a snapshot of a day look like for you? Because I know as entrepreneurs, it's always good. You know, once you get this in place, what does a day look like for you? A typical. Do you know, I, I wrote a blog post about this, Anne-Marie, and I said the, uh, the most productive day. And my, the most productive day is when I have, I have different teams of people. So I have, uh, uh, I guess, somebody who's in charge of my support. That's an agency person that then runs the other support people. I have the same thing with my developers, and that's a big team. We've got about uh, 17, 18 people in the development. I've got somebody in charge of graphics and websites, and I've got somebody in charge of social media. The very, very, very best day for me will have an interaction with each one of those people that might last 15 to 20 minutes. It might, if it's a big uh, conversation, might last up to an hour. But I can literally uh, spend... 15 to 20 minutes with my graphics and website guys. I can spend probably 20 minutes with my social media team. I can probably spend 20 minutes with my support team to make sure everybody's okay. And I'll spend maybe an hour with my dev guys to make sure everybody's all right. And that's my day. Literally, that would be the most productive day. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, by midday, I'm free and I'm clear and I can do homework with the kids and have a lot of fun and do all that kind of stuff. And the great thing is I don't even need to do that every day. With my, with my dev team, I meet with them once a week. Um, but the other things that fill my day are just... Um, actioning those ideas. So I might have a new launch coming up and trying to strategize who are we needing to talk to, where are we going to get that exposure from. So the great thing about this whole concept and anybody that's, that's listening or watching, what we're trying to talk to you about is, is starting a business from nothing, coming up with an idea, creating a million dollar business and running it from home while still being able to travel. Mm. That's a pretty amazing thing to be able to do. It hasn't happened overnight and it hasn't happened without lots of ups and downs. But if you can take the ideas off your chest, so I'm not spending four hours just answering support tickets. I'm not spending five hours of my day answering emails. I, I take all of that noise away and I clear up my calendar mm -hmm. because the amazing idea that might be worth a million dollars, like we've sold one of our businesses, literally an idea to concept to launch sold in two years for half a million dollars. Mm -hmm. So we, unless you have the space inside of your mind and inside of your day to come up with those ideas, yes. you will never, you'll be bogged down in all of the day-to-day -day stuff. Yeah. So what do they say that a, you know, a glass full, you can't pour any more into it. You need yeah. to empty off the glass so that you, it's more things. Yeah. One of the things I did uh, at the beginning this year, this year, Walt, is I've identified three things that I'm going to focus on. They're the best use of my time. And one of those is interviewing because unless I find someone that looks and sounds like me, I can't plonk them in this seat to do the interviews. But that means Absolutely. there's a whole gamut of stuff that I need to outsource. And I've been using outsource team and I actually hired an OBM this year as well who oversees a lot and she does a lot of the technical stuff, which has been an absolute godsend uh, for me. So... 
if you think of all of the different facets and all the different aspects of your team, um, you know, in a mm. business, if, if someone, we were all sitting in the same environment or the same office, there would be, you know, team morale and all that kind of stuff. Do you have anything like that? Like do your teams inter, to, you know, in, interact with one another because one needs to talk to the other and things like that? How does that work? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And probably the biggest crossover there is support to development. So somebody's uh, talking to a customer, the customer says, um, you know, I have a trouble with ABC whatever that might be and support then needs to interface with the developers to say customer has problem can we offer a solution development says yes solution is x support takes it back to the customer so um yes there's definitely that interaction but what's been amazing for me is that all of my team bar two of them work from their own home so they might be programmers or they might be graphics guys they might be whatever so they have and what's important for me Henry, is that they have that quality of life as well Mm-hmm. Right, they have the ability to do the work. They work on a on a price per project basis. So mm-hmm. it's going to cost two thousand dollars to do that, and I'd like it done in a week. It doesn't mean you have to sit there and do it until it's done until midnight tonight, or you can't go home from the office. Mm-hmm. It means do it within the week. That's how much I'm willing to pay. Um, the quality of life is really really important. You're talking about morale. Morale, from my perspective, and I've worked in big teams before, but morale comes from all feeling great about what you're doing. And if the first priority, and, and we said in the introduction, is lifestyle uh, and, and peace, I guess, and harmony, if your first priority is that, then your morale naturally follows. Mm-hmm. If your first priority is happiness, and I always talk to my wife and my kids about that, make your first priority happiness. If that's your priority, morale naturally follows. Because yes. if you want to make sure that that person who's working in the Philippines, who's doing our social media, for example, is happy, what does she need? We make her life better. She would love to not work Wednesdays because something happens in her life on Wednesdays and she would, great, that's happiness. Mm. So if you make your first priority happiness, then morale is a natural um, occurrence as a, as a result, is what yeah. I found. Yeah, and also too, um, you know, these people who are out, you're outsourcing to, they are a natural extension of your business, which means you absolutely. treat them with absolute respect. Uh, and and even I know for myself, I can sometimes guess who the bottleneck is in their in the business. Me, you know, yeah, right. I apologize. I will say, look, I'm really sorry because I know when I'm when I need, and it just means that I need to get more processes in place. But you know what I mean. So I mean, sometimes women don't see people face to face or have meetings in the corridor and chats and things like that. Sometimes there can be a bit of that disconnect. But I think when you go with the, the whole premise and intention, you treat people how you would like to be treated, and you build respect. Absolutely. Then, then um, they're excited to be part of of the team and the business. Um, and you don't have to be that micromanager. So we're nearly at the end of time, but what I would love you to share, I know that you've got something exciting brewing, you want to share with us what that is, how people can get in contact with you, all of that good stuff. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate that. So we have, we do have something exciting brewing. Uh, and I'll tell you about that. You asked, what am I the king of? You are, you're the queen of podcasting. And, and again, I'm thrilled to be on the show. What am I the king of? Uh, as, as naff as it sounds, um, I'm the beast slayer. I'm the slayer of the beast that steals your time. Mm -hmm. And we've created a platform because of, again, looking at society and what we need. We all have an email address, two email addresses, a Facebook profile, a LinkedIn profile, a Twitter profile, like everybody trying to, we have two calendars, we have a task list going to do this. We have all of these things that we're trying to manage. And we've created a platform that sits over the top. It's a single dashboard that manages all your social media, manages all your email, manages all your contacts, your calendars, your two, 
all in one place. We're launching that. It's um, uh, it's open right now, but it's in invitation stage only. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll be that's a free platform that we're taking out to the world. So that's going to be really exciting. It's called GoGeo, which is G O J E O. As I said, it's in invitation mode at the moment. But for people to follow me, I talk a lot about uh, getting out of your own way. I talk about success. I talk about hitting goals. I talk about how to do it, basically, and that anybody can. Uh, they can reach out to me at waltbayless.com. Uh, and if you hit any of the follow buttons there, you can follow us social media and, and uh, subscribe to get updates, waltbayless.com. And uh, from there, you'll hear about GoGeo as we open the doors to everybody. You'll be able to, uh, to get in first and, and be on that invitation list. Yeah, fantastic. And of course, we'll put all of those details to, on how to connect with you. And also that other one, if you think of the agency, I will put all of that on the show yeah. notes as well. But that'll be David Judge stop. from Online Specialists. David Judge from Online Specialists. There, there you say that for David, but we knew, uh, I knew it would come to you. Fantastic. So, of course, all of those links to connect with uh, Walt is on ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash AES222. Look, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's a pleasure. And uh, please keep up the great work. As I said, I'm an avid listener. So every time you are dropping out a new show, I'm there first and foremost. You've been listening to the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show, brought to you by BeTheDifferenceMovement.com, changing the world one message at a time. Do you feel called to influence real change with your message? Join our supportive community of like-minded influencers, thought leaders, and disruptors at www.BeTheDifferenceMovement.com. That's BeTheDifferenceMovement.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.